Joey Flex is in the building. What are you saying there, Playboy? We were just talking about what up? The overall, what up, guys? Just, what up? What up? What up? Just the overall impression of this world is it's crazy. We it, listen. This world's the the amount of lifters was far bigger. The showdowns, yeah. etc. Right? But we were just talking about how in the back rooms nowadays the back rooms are filled with quote-unquote media rooms where spd has a media room there was a room there was just one specific room where uh there was like a bunch of tables put together and they had like like i was like 11 laptops and they were just like as the meet was happening they were like taking the clips from the meet Taking the high definition photo, or taking the photos, touching them up, you know, putting things together, editing things, uh, putting out videos, editing videos. We had Powerlifting America doing their thing, which was dope. We had SPD doing their thing. We had White Lights Media. Fucking, uh, sorry for the profanity. Power Powerlifting Motivation was there, which is just an Instagram page. <laughs> you could swear, Playboy. But yeah, Powerlifting <laughs> Ted from Powerlifting Motivation even was. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Powerlifting Motivation. Um. And it was just like everybody was, dude. I had, I had, I would just be walking, walking around, and the camera would just show up. A guy with the camera would be like, "Hey, Joey, uh, what'd you think about that that lift?" And I'm just like, "Oh, snap!" Like, dude, all right, you know what even, I mean? Even um, even um, the federations like Powerlifting America was holding the press conferences every single time. IPF was having, they had like a a spot in behind the stands. I know you've seen it to the left uh-huh. where they had for real floodlights, like. They it looked like a straight up where you would sit down like for any interview after television. Dude, that whole and, that whole um like you know where I was sitting like on the right where you were, we had yeah. like multiple levels of just like I don't know what was going on over there, but you guys had all kinds of something. I know that the score table was there, but there was also, you know, dude, it, it reminds me of the UFC when they have like all the different commentators for all the different languages. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had Eurosport in the house, so we had yeah. so we off platform, off air. There was a crazy amount of digital assets being created from everything from TikTok to Instagram to YouTube to um, all of it. All of those digital assets were being created and shared by multiple entities is in multiple outlets and it was amazing and i mean it, athletes are getting interviewed by multiple it was they were maximizing the moment and then on top of that um what you're what joey's talking about we were in like our side had the ipf media team working in conjunction with eurosport and it was crazy man like eurosport gonna... is it was not so bad it was I don't know, man. Yeah, Eurosport was... is like the it's like the ESPN of Europe. I'm just pulling up the IPF page right now. And if you go to the IPF page, you pull up the reels and you just look at the views. Um, you know, even like the super weight, super heavyweight women's that last deadlift, 120,000 views. So Anita's squat, 175,000 views. Um, the bearded warrior deadlift, 500,000 views. Anatoly squat, 200,000. Let's keep going. Uh, I want to check on Carl's because I was looking at it. Ina's hmm. deadlift, four hundred fifty thousand. Uh, Leah okay, squat, so three hundred thousand. Hold on, Carl's Playboy. at seven hundred and fifteen. Playboy, Playboy. Look at, look at um, <laughs> one sec. There's one even that's on King wild. of okay. the Lifts. Even on King of the Lifts, one point four million for Evie Corrigan. One point four. The first million one, yeah. Oh shit, Evie I didn't Corrigan. Go that far. 
Yeah, dude, no, it's it's it. This is just like it's just something that we've been. I think Sheffield really sparked it. It really like set it off. Uh, today on Twitter, yeah, you're right. Evie's deadlift, one point four million. That's what we need. Yeah, dog. Today, today on Twitter, uh, Russ tagged me in. Um, Sports Center reposted. Uh, it was someone from the World Game Special Olympics who squatted five eighty four. That's Sports Center. Okay, and Russ is like obviously going to be all over that, and then I reposted it on IG. It's ESPN. So like, dude, we're moving in the right direction. It's it's amazing. It, it literally is amazing to see that. I love that the lifters can like, you know, Keiko can do his thing and create a fandom around him. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, uh, you know, the lifter the fans get their favorite lifters. They really want to see them win. They're super invested in their in their matchups. And it, I just feel like it's it's something that we've been needing for a long time. And, you know, it was really exciting. There was a lot of matchups, you know, that 74 kg battle, the super heavyweight women's battle was crazy. I did not expect it to go like that. Um, even like the 83s had me freaking out till the end. Um, you know, the 93s like was very interesting, right? Like it, it, it was it was honestly is my favorite worlds, which is like I had a lot of fun in Sweden, but this was just like. I don't know if I told you, but like I, I, there one of the days I just had to go get groceries. So I finished breakfast and I went outside by myself. Everybody was like asleep or doing interviews. And what was cool was like, so like let's say, um, you know, one of my lifters like finished like uh competing, and then they'd be like, oh, I have to be, uh, I have an interview tomorrow, you know, with SPD at this time, and it's like two hours, right? Like I, like that was so cool. It's like it's like after the fight you got to go do your media. But I was roaming the street. I was roaming the streets and I see these like these three guys that like recognize me and then they were from Team Spain and they were really, really nice and they were just like like do you guys wanna get they're like, Do you wanna get some beers? And I was like, I mean I'll I'll get a Diet Coke or something, but let's go. And we just like we were talking, we got some food, and then like they walked me, you know, to where I was. And um, you know, it was just one of those things where um and there was another occasion where I met people from Spain and they were just saying they, they Spain is great. Like Spain was great. Sweden was great. Belgium, Belgian boys were great. Um, you know, and it's just only at worlds, only at worlds. Do you get that? Like where you could just, you see everybody. I'm sure you get the same thing. Like you see our community that we follow online and we, we get to see them in person. And it's like such a great experience to just feel like, I don't know. Like, I just feel, I felt very like, like, like the path that I chose in life was the correct one. You know, if I can, we can impact all these people with what we're doing. It, it, it was just such a, it was such a good experience. And, you know, I had, I, I had some conversations with like, uh, I guess you call it the brass, right? The brass, right? The, the, the higher ups that really just made me feel like the direction that we're going is correct. They understand what needs to be done. Um, things have to be done the right way, and I just felt it felt it was great, man. It was a great feeling. I it makes me wonder, like, is this like, like, I don't know if it's because I have a much more significant like footprint now or what, but I feel like you know even the meetings that I had, um, the 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 things that we talk about in terms of like where we'd like to be in the next couple years. I mean, it's almost like when you have like a group of friends and you have like one friend who's just kind of like complacent. They work their nine to five, they drink, and that's pretty much it. They don't really have any goals. 
And then you have another friend who's like really ambitious. And like when you're around him, you just want to be better. And I feel like that's how I felt. I felt like I was just with um, someone who like, I mean, at the event, it just felt like I was with people that had goals. They had a place that they wanted to go. Um, and I think that's going to raise the bar in the sport. And I think it takes a tremendous amount of energy uh, you know, tons of people had to be on the same page and it's not an easy thing to have a global footprint. And, um, you know, I just, I think back to the conversation I had with some of my people that did this meet that have been doing, you know, worlds. Right. And, and they weren't sure which direction they wanted to go. Uh, and I just, I'm just happy that they went this way because I see how their life has changed and I Dude. would love for, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I I was just mentioning this to someone else. Let's let, let's use Delaney Wallace as example mm-hmm. real quick. So Delaney Wallace was with the USAPL, um, came in second to Russell Orhe, and for a second there, was focusing on Russell Orhe. He was like, I need I need to focus down mm-hmm. this path, and I got to go the Russell Orhe route and face Russell if I'm going to establish myself, etc. Now, two years later, he decided ended up deciding. I'm going to blaze my own trail and I'm not following another person. Let's see what happens when I just go my own path. Now that we look back, you look at IPF world's viewership in three days was over a hundred thousand for us Meganats. That was a year old was like the highest. One of their streams was like 24,000, four times that in three days, you look at Sheffield, you're like half a million views in like a week. And now, yeah. now um, Delaney's a two-time world champion, two times going to be at Sheffield. Millions of people watched him on Eurosport. All the digital assets that have been created with him with all of these different interviews from all the different entities we just mentioned. And all like all, people all over the world now know who Delaney Wallace is. Yeah, And it's, if it's, he had stayed the USAPI so route, he just, if he went to USAPI, he'd just be another guy beneath Russ. It, it wouldn't have, it's like, dude, carve your own path, take and that, a risk. And I will, I mean, that was like, I mean, he, I don't want to like take credit for anything in that regard, because, but I do remember having the conversation with him. And I just, I just, I was really trying to stress this thing is going to blow up. Russ wants to do that. He has his reasons. There's an opportunity for you here. You know, sleep on it and let me know. And then the next day, he's like, "All right, Joey, I'll 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 trust you." And he was not the only one. Jesus was a little bit on the fence too. Amanda and Keiko were like hundred percent. Um, they 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 were already hundred percent committed. Like, okay, we're gonna go this route. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else. Um, okay, Let, let's put a pin for one. Mikey let's wanted. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll just say Mikey wanted world champion. He didn't give a shit how, where. He just said, "I want to yeah. be a world champion," and there's only one way to do that. Um, Jesus, my God, man! Yeah, can you imagine yeah, Jesus crazy. didn't go, dude. Can you imagine yeah. now if he yeah. stayed USAPL and was doing Mega yeah. Nats and shit? It's like, dog, you destroyed Sheffield and literally popped up on everybody's radar. I like I've told yeah. people before. I Sheffield got so huge. I was listening to MMA podcasts. They're nothing to do with powerlifting. Full on MMA podcast, and they're like, "Did you hear about that guy, Jesus Oliveras? He's at holy event shit, Sheffield. Yes. seriously, yes." Yes, That's and this dope. is what happens when, when these because they're creating so many digital assets, it's attached to it. Like yeah. SBD is SBD is a machine now. 
IPF now, their machines now pumping these out. And then Sheffield itself had so many views and so much hype around it. You blow up Sheffield and all of a sudden this is what happens. And he's on Eurosport. That was live streamed on Eurosport for millions of people to watch. Yeah. So people are going to see it. And people yeah. like, did you see that guy squat a thousand yeah, pounds or yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah. hell? And even and I knew like I was like, all right, Jesus, regardless of how we feel, we gotta at least get the thousand for the for the you 100. know, just get it for the TV, get it for the views or whatever. One hundred percent. But it was not it's not a super hard thing for him. And you know, I, I don't wanna just I don't wanna just like Ryan Ryan is comparing to, you know, Mega Nats and stuff like that. We don't wanna like shit on anyone. We're just saying that the platform that the IPF and you know, SPD and two white or uh, white lights media. And what's the other one? Uh, the Instagram pages, like they're all, they're all, they get it. And the platform that they're creating is, is really help. It's going to help the lifters create a name for themselves. And I think, for example, you could have a guy who's like kind of unknown. You put him in the UFC, he keeps winning. He gets known now through that platform. He doesn't really have to talk too much. He doesn't really have to try to sell it too much. Of course, it helps. But the UFC has become so big now that if you become champion, I mean, that's going to be very life changing. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just, it's just one of those things that, like, look at young Carl, Cali, Cali or Carl, yeah. whatever you want. Uh, right. Look at young Cali, right? He he is now an IPF world champion as a junior, whatever happens from this moment forward, he will always have that. Right. He can go to any resume, anyone he's having a conversation with. If a newspaper interviews him, anyone on the street, whatever, he will always be able to say, I was an open IPF world champion. And that is something that will stay with you forever. It doesn't go away. And it is, it is gold. It is like you, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, it, it is the, it is something to be a world champion in anything. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to describe what it means. And I, it makes me sad that, um, when I was telling people guys like this is coming, uh, yeah, a lot of my people listen, but they are not, it's not like all of them were ready to do it right you have to be at that level um but if you do even if you're top three you never know what can happen you literally don't mm. know what can happen somebody can mess up somebody can bomb out you might get second you know somebody misses a lift you know the second place beats them and then you know maybe they bomb or something and then you get second and then you end up going to worlds because you know they can take two in one way class and now you have an opportunity and like anything happened and then you get enough time to train. Maybe you were on a, you know, upward trajectory where the other guy was like kind of like leveling off and then you win. And now you're now you, like Keiko's following went from like 30, 40,000 to like, it was 80,000 now from Sheffield to now Jesus is following like around what I had to 120, 120,000. He's, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just everybody who did that meet Delaney, like everybody who did that, that Sheffield meet, their following exploded. And, you know, I want people to lift where they're happy. Um, but if your goal, if you're going to do something and you want to go all the way, um, I mean, this is currently like, this is where, this is where you have to be at. And, you know, uh, of course, nothing is perfect, um, but they're working on it. And dude, we are literally, it feels like everything is there to make a case for the Olympics. Everything is there. 
the like once the big views are there, that's how you get them to say, okay, this is a global phenomenon. Um, we already have the Special Olympics. I believe the IPF will be able to go to the IOC and say, look at this product that we've created. Look at the production. Look at the numbers it's doing on social media because that's what they that's what you're gonna have to do. Where you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I I mean I would I would believe that the IOC they gotta sell commercials right on on right. on it when it's when it's playing. Uh, I would imagine that's a big part of it. You can say this is what we're doing on social media. These are the stars that are competing. Um, they all have followings. They all this. They all that. We would love to participate. Whatever. And then once they get that green light, man. Oh, well, that's, that's a wrap, son. That's it. But, that's it. But that's a wrap, son. Yeah, yeah that's, but... that, that's <laughs> it's not even it's not even shit. I don't even know what else to say. We'll we'll, we'll see when um a major thing, and obviously this announcement came out at this world as well, but we all seen it coming, was the world games going raw as well. And that is can can you imagine in 2025? And can you imagine what Jesus Oliveris and all everyone are like Keiko, the 93s, um, all of those battles that happen at like Sheffield takes place at the World Games now, though. And what that's going to do to the rest of the sporting world. And that's when these sports fans who are just tuning in for all these other sports, you know, see I, yeah. like, what we could do. And they see Sheffield in person, essentially. And 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 how even now, um, even now, like if you just look at the comments of, you know, if I have like one of my girls benching like 100 kilos, there are young boys that are going to see that. And that is a very disruptive thing for them to see. Now you put them on a world stage. It's going to completely change what a normal person thinks is possible. It's going to, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's going to, they can't even fathom it. Like if you go to, if I go to any gym, like LA fitness or something, and I just like, you just start training like a powerlifter starts training there. People are going to ask questions. People are going to be interested in that. And I think that's compelling. And it's just a matter of time before it gets on the right platform. And I think, you know, we're doing a good job of making sure everything is how it needs to be um, to get that to happen. And I just think that I just feel very appreciated. You know, it's going to be interesting, interest, interesting to see. Um, I'm sure Junior Worlds would be pretty good. Um, I would go, but it's just like a lot of travel. <laughs> but uh, Euros is always a big one. Um, and then we'll see how Megan Nets does this year. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things where I think proud things moving in the right direction. I think uh, there were it was a, it was a great time. It was a really cool place to go to. Uh, had a lot of like interesting culture there. It was super convenient the way the hotel was where like I could train in the hotel. I could eat in the hotel. There were grocery stores like literally less than a block from the hotel. Um, there was a mall across the street. The water was right there. I mean, yeah. I couldn't ask for uh, the literally on the same strip. It was crazy. Yeah. The the drive service was easy. Um, everybody was on time. You know, it was I mean, I couldn't. It was it was honestly like. I'm sad that all my boys weren't here to experience it. How about that? I'm sad that like, mm. I mean, you know, I got like my whole U S crew and like, they weren't, not all of them were there. And, 
you know, it'll be it'll be cool once everyone's there together. But it was it was a super fun experience. And um, I mean, this is it just made me feel like, all right, like Sheffield already made me feel that way. Like, OK, this is what this is it. But this Worlds was like, it's the best world. I mean, you tell me you've been to more worlds than me. You know, was it the, the best, best world? It's it, yeah. we've reached yeah. a new pinnacle. We've leveled up yeah. on so many levels. It was yeah. crazy. It was it was um I mean, I got home and I yeah, I was really tired and I got a little bit sick and all that stuff. I don't know. I Same. heard like yeah, just a little bit, like just like a day was that was really shitty. Um, but uh I like I'm like, all right, what's the next one? Like, okay, let's let's what I want to go back. Like, what are we what are we going? Where where are we going next year? Um, it's gonna be Lithuania. All right, I need to book that like tomorrow. Like, get it out the right. way. <laughs> I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, get I, that yeah. done. Well, if look, they change look, the day, I'm gonna be pissed. Well, but... l- let me. Um, so among the people that were watching that wanted to come, and we got a lot of topics to discuss here, but Russell or he had tweeted and, and made it oh, known. Yeah. Essentially, my God, I should be there with the world's best. I got to be at the world stage. I want to be on the world stage. And he felt it. And he was, yeah. and, um, and I messaged him and I'm sure you messaged him. I'm sure a lot of people messaged them. Yeah. What are you thinking We're, here? I'm thinking that Russ has a plan and there are, there's like some things that we need to take care of in terms of like paperwork pretty much. Um, but I am very optimistic for him, you know, being there uh, very soon. It's just, it's kind of like, you know, you got to jump through the hoops. You got to communicate with the right people and um, then they got to do their thing. And we just want to make sure that Russ is like good to go. And, um, but I mean, I mean, Russ has a plan. I think he wants to say it himself. So I'll just kind of like leave it like that. Uh, He would actually Mm. be an interesting person. Um, to possibly have on here. Uh, I don't know if you have any interest in getting him on, but yeah, that'd be an interesting person. Dog, of course. <laughs> I suspect, I suspect, I mean, I suspect a lot of people are going to want to swap. Um, I just think about, I think about Rondell, I think about Keenan and their situations and how we need to, you know, get their paperwork right um, or whatever we got to do for them. And, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot here and you're putting your body on the line. You're competing to be the best. You want to, you want to at least what's crazy is like you said, right? Like look at Delaney and Russ, you know, Russ, Russ has the world record total. Delaney does not, but he's still, but he's still like getting all the benefits of being a world champion and competing at worlds and growing this following and being known worldwide. Um, and he doesn't have the world record total. He's just he's just a champ. You know what I'm saying? So so think about that. It's like it's like you because you got to do it where you compete. It's like the the stage matters, right? The stage matters. The what's at stake, um, what it means to be a world champion that matters. If in the UFC, um, you know how long was John Jones out? A while, like three years, right? Three years, yeah. Does that make all the light heavyweight champions, like when he was out, like less? 
not no like they're still light heavyweight champion like you see what i'm yeah. saying they still got um you know i remember when uh jan blahovich is that how you say his name yeah yeah the heavy hitter when he won and he, he and what that did for him in his town in his country and you see that video of him coming off the plane and like people were just like when he landed in poland like everybody was just like so happy to see him and he's like it's different now you know and i was telling carl that i was like it's different now it's gonna be different now you're gonna you're gonna see how it is man like it's you know you're you're a champ so it's it's um it yeah it's just something about being a world champion that and and i know taylor's talked about this i know russ has talked about this you can't really it doesn't leave you and it's it's something that you could always share. I know people that in other things, they, they, they've been world champion at things and they use that to like build a, build a brand around that. They build a, um, a sort of identity around that. They've been a world champion that gives them authority, that gives them validity, that gives them, you know, street cred or whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? So it's well, Delaney now is doing public speaking in motivational speaking, being a keynote speaker now. And it's when you're a world champion and there you, whatever, go. you tie in whatever you want, people want to bring in. Yes. You're going to have crazy stories. You've flown all over the world, face contenders from all over the world. And he'll talk about, you know, like Jaren's from great Britain or when Inahora came out and gave him the scare of his life. And I was in the back on one knee being like, Oh my God, it's going to happen. He'll talk <laughs> about like, he's got stories to share and it's all about how you share it and package it and be like, yeah, I got a 20 minute keynote speech. Um, it, funny story in 2013 or 2014, uh, you've heard, you know, this guy named LS McLean, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I believe back then, I don't know if he was an open world champion. Was he back then? So 2017 and 18 back to back. And to your point, he was a reserve. So he didn't win nationals. You know, you're saying earlier, show up, do your best. You can yeah. come, even if you're number two. Come on as a reserve in one worlds in Belarus, 2017, the following year came on as a reserve again. And he needed like three or four people to drop out, made the national team, won the freaking world championships again, back to back world champion. Yeah. So, well, the reason why I bring that up is because I don't know if he did equipped or something, but I remember I was a personal trainer. Uh, it had to have been 2013 or 2014 because I was already powerlifting at that time. And one of the guys that I was training knew who he was. And I didn't know LS that much at the time. I just remember this image of him deadlifting sumo. Um, but the thing that they kept saying was like that he was at he was competing at a high level. So I'm not sure what meet that was. Um He was at Nationals and this one he's competing with Lane Norton. Him yeah, and Lane yeah, yeah. were like rivals for the first little bit. They went to they they, he went to Worlds before he didn't win though. Yeah, yeah. So I think him going to Worlds, they they knew of him from that. So it's just it's uh it's really honestly, it's like you know back then powerlifting was so different. It was oh, so yeah. different. It was like this little like obscure thing in the corner, you know, in the shadow of bodybuilding, right? And weightlifting and. To see where we are now, um, 
I mean, it's incredible. It's just like everything that we're working for. Um, I don't know if you had this vision when you started King of the List, oh, or dude. if you did it out of pure passion. Yeah, some some of it, you know, you you hope for the best. I mean, like, wouldn't it be cool if we're on TV? Wouldn't it be cool if we had like all of these different things? But other things have sparked up, and you're like, oh my god, I didn't see that coming. Like, holy smokes! Like some of it you see coming, some of it you don't. But you have a vision that we can be bigger, we could do more, we could do better. It just takes so long. It's, it's sort of time flies so quickly. You know, I don't gotta tell you, but yeah, dude, I remember I was talking to Tina about 2016, no, 2015 USAPL Nationals. And I said, if you would have told me from that moment, you know, that John would have gone his path, you know, Sean at the time would have gone his path. I would have met this guy named Russ. I would have met, you know, and then I would have done this with him. And then we would have, you know, da, 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 da. And then I meet Mikey and then this happens and then this and this, like if I, when I put myself back in that Joey and I think about to the future now, it's like exceeded where I thought I was going to be when I was back then. You know what I mean? And it, mm -hmm. and it's so great. It's just so insane. Like it's, it's like, holy shit, man. Like, I don't know. Did you, you ever think you'd be traveling you, the world, like commentating on you, these big stages, blowing up fucking viral things? Phil, like, I remember 2016. Um, I was on a plane, and I was like just flying to the U.S. because 2016 was hosting the U.S. You know, because that's obviously Hack Gibbs. Yeah. And um, I remember the girl I was with at the time messaged me. I'm like, all right, my plane's about to take off. I'll message you when I land. And she messaged me, and she's like, Ryan you're about to become a sports commentator. And then my plane started taking off and it hit me. And I was like, holy shit, I'm a sports commentator. And yeah. that was so wild to me. Little did I know at that time. And now we were just, it was for a live stream. that got a fraction of the views that we get yeah. now. Fast forward. And the guy from Eurosport is counting me down five, four, and then using his hands. Yeah. And like, yeah. We're going live and 8 million people live. And it's like, yeah, man, to your point, you you see you think it can get bigger, but you didn't quite know. Like, no, dog, you're gonna fly all over the world as a real life broadcast on real yeah. live TV sports. I knew something was there. I knew there was a compelling aspect to the lifting, but I just didn't know that it was gonna pop off like that. It kind of went like it was growing, it was growing, and then it just went Whoop, like it just after Sheffield. It just literally just feels like this. Sheffield I feel was like one that this. Yeah, it feels like this water spout of 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 just pressure, just like pushing us up, and and we're just riding it to the top. So, it's a. Uh, were you nervous? Were you nervous on the Eurosport? Or are you just doing your you thing? Know what? So like, I've done. Um, I did Eurosport last summer as well, but it's. Mm -hmm. But like, it, it doesn't matter how many times you do. It, if I'm honest, you feel. I've done so many sessions, so many times, but this, but you still do feel something about it. Like you, you you're performing it's it's live for hours on end everything you say everything you do every flub you make every mistake you make every high you have is there forever and um so that's on on you what's and, great and what's gonna be great is like for example like when the ufc commentates like we know those commentators like they're the homies so we give them like a lot of like 
respect and leeway. Like if they make a mistake or whatever, it's like, ah, oh, it's, you know, oh, it's just DC or John and yeah. whatever, just uh, Joe Rogan, whatever, you know what I mean? So I think the audience just start to build a relationship with you. And I believe that is almost like a currency. You know what I mean? And who knows, man, you might be doing other shit, but I'm just saying like, it's just oh, one of dog. those things. Yeah. It's just one of those well, things. Listen, where, like, my resume. I got a fucking resume now in this, which is yeah. weird. Dude, what? You, I told my friend the other day, you, I don't know if you'd watch Seinfeld, but in Seinfeld, when George Costanza is sitting down with Jerry Seinfeld and he's quit his job and he's always quitting his jobs. And he's like, they're trying to think of jobs he could do. And he's like, well, what if I become a sports commentator? I mean, you're always saying I make good comments when we watch the baseball games. And then Jerry's <laughs> like, Jerry's like, yeah, no, you make a lot of good comments, but you know, they usually give that to, yeah, you know, people in broadcast. And he's like, that's unfair. And it was like, the thing is, I'm watching this. I'm thinking about that scene. And I'm like, somehow, some way in life. And I never had any broadcasting background in terms of like that. I done reality TV, stuff like that, but this is different. Now, if someone was to ask me if I was going to do any kind of commentary, like, God, it'd be a dream if it was like MMA or boxing or something. If it was, or whatever sport. And they're like, well, what kind of broadcasting resume you got? I'm like, I mean, I was broadcasting on Eurosport live. I've done like, you know, I, I got a resume. Somehow, well, yeah, you could, say that, you could say that you've done it and and i think the more that powerlifting grows itself that's going to become more significant of a statement for you to say to those people you know like right now it's we're coming up but in a couple years from now who knows dude i don't know i just feel like i just feel like we're on the right path i just feel like this is a. Uh, and I mean, we got to give Gaston his flowers, right? Like he's been working for this for so long. Um, and I just remember it being a conversation 10 years ago. And now, honestly, social media is like really helping a lot. It's getting the oh, yeah. word out there. It's getting people into it. It's uh, anybody. It's almost like if I want to play basketball, I get a ball, I go to the park. If I want to power lift, I just go. I mean, you start out with just the bar, right? You just go to the gym. It's not a hard thing to do. It's not like, you know, American football, you need like a team. I mean, you could get out there and throw the ball a little bit, run some drills, but it's different. Um, anyone could do it, especially raw, like raw lifting. And I think that's why raw is really taking off. It's like kind of hard to get people into equipped because it's like you need so much help. Um, it's like, it's it's good. I, I, I love it. I think it's seeing all those different countries come out there and do their thing. Um, and I mean, there's people like, I mean, I don't know, you know, Fuji, right. And like my guy, Funga as well from Taiwan, like we don't speak English and we just, yeah. we're just hanging out. Talk, like we, he gets it, the, you know, he just gets it. The strength <laughs> of the strength of what's happening now is also for a hot minute. When all this social media started blowing up for powerlifting, a lot of it was North American focused, like coming out of North America, all of the social media, like, stars now that's not the case and which makes us stronger because we have a bigger is doing his part Dude, yeah. Penna, are you yeah. kidding me it's not so man Penna drops a video up. and gets and gets like russell or he figures and it's um and like let alone leah babwa jessica bittner like they blow up like these stars from other nations now the little crazy the little uh video they had i think it was him and tiff and they were explaining the squat when the squats were going on the, like the commercials or the intermission they were explaining like this is the squat 
This is how the how what we look for for depth. And th these are the rules of the squat. And then the squats would happen. And then for bench. And then for deadlift. And it was like, that is so good. That is so good. Like, not every UFC does it. But, like, the ones, uh, I think, like, tomorrow, I think they do. Um, in the very beginning of the show, like, when you're switching from the prelims to the main card, they'll explain. Maybe they only do it in the prelims. They explain, like, it's three rounds. It's five-minute rounds. And, like, you know, each, each fighter, you know, it's scored by significant strikes, whatever, this and that. And that's good for the audience at home. And we've just needed that for so long. And it just feels yeah. really cool when this thing that you've been passionate about for so long is getting all this support. It's like, okay, well, now they really give a shit. And it just made me feel, like I said, I felt I felt important. I felt uh, gratitude. I felt uh, cherished. I felt loved. I felt, you know, like they give a shit. Um and even even after some of my lifters would compete, uh, you know, some of the like IPF like higher ups would come up to me and shake my hand and say, "Amazing job, we, you know, you've done so well with him, um, you know, thank you for being here, like stuff like that." It's like, it's a little thing, but it means a lot. You know what I mean? Mm. It, it just makes me, you know, it makes me feel like I'm I'm doing the right thing. And and like I said, um, I wish. Like in a perfect world, all the feds would be connected and we wouldn't have this like divide. But I think in the next coming years, especially with the effort that Powerlifting America is putting into their production, um, it's just like unbiased. If you if you're competing, if you're doing something, if you're on a big stage, we're gonna promote the shit out of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know if you saw that like little screenshot that they posted of like their growth in the last like. I don't know. It might've been 30 days. And it was like a lot. It was like millions of impressions or something. And I was like, that's what we need. But we have all these stars coming up. You know, it's like, imagine when we get Russ and then you have joy who's popping off and then you have Panna who's popping off. Um, I have another girl who might be coming over. Like there's just like a lot of, a lot of big names that are bringing their audience, but also the federations are doing their part. Like, well, we can help you get an audience if we, if we grow out, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think if you do good work, like the cream rise to the top. And I think that's what they're doing. And it's just been a really, a really like cool. I mean, you've been there from the beginning, man. You were one of the first people that gave me a shot, you know what I mean? On the platform. <laughs> and it was like, I always remember that. And, you know, over the years, we sort of, um, you just think about how far we've come and how like what would a what would a Gibbs hack have done with the with this production? Think about you know how crazy that would be, you know what I'm saying? Like that and I do I do believe we will get those moments again. Um you know, but, but it's but, it's, but off yeah. we're here off the strength of hack Gibbs. We we had to yes, walk before that, we ran. That so. said it that I remember that and it was very life changing. Um so it's been there. It's just bigger now. There's more players. Right. There's more people into it. And it's become, it's not a game anymore. It's like becoming yeah. a serious thing. We have, um, I want, so, so for sure, we're going to have people crossing over. Um, and some people even announced it afterwards and they seen it. Like for instance, um, when Petrie saw the 93s, 
first off, he gave kudos in his story saying hats off to Keiko. And he even said, if you guys haven't heard Keiko's story, you, he, he plugged King of List. Thank you, uh, Brendan. But he's like, listen to his story. It's um, it's an inspirational heartfelt. He gave his, his flowers to Keiko, essentially. And then obviously he's seen it is inspired. It made a post with a picture of Lithuania. And he's like, everybody sees it. Not, not everybody sees it, but people are seeing it. And to your point, being like, how can I not join this party? Previously, yeah. he was he was like, if Russ goes, I go. If Russ does this, I do this. But now I think some people are starting to step back a little bit and saying, you know what? Kind of like the Delaney situation where maybe I just carve my own path here. If Russ goes good, that's a great showdown. But on the flip side, I kind of, I see myself in these. Yeah, I think Russ, um, I think he'll eventually move up. And I think that'll be a nice little, you know, a nice little thing. But like, I mean, I mean, I know Gavin's not going to just like roll over, you know, I'm not sure yeah. what the Keiko situation is like with the Sheffield. I'm hoping that if he does the Sheffield, um, he's good. You know what I mean? Like he's he shouldn't have to compete at Nats like right after that's messed up. You know what I mean? Um, and I know they're talking about that, like making positioning nationals in a way where here's the thing, right? If John does Sheffield, let's say he does like, say he does like, eight ninety five or something, right? Nine hundred, whatever. The people that do nationals will be able to see that total. Okay, this is the total to beat. We have to hit within a certain range of it, uh, to be considered. And you know, it's a set number. It's very different than when you're doing it live because that person could do strategy. They could change your lifts. They could affect you. You know, there's like five other guys coming after you. Um, so. I think if that happens and like John's in and then, you know, uh, Petrie and Gavin have to fight, I mean, that'd be cool. Right. And then, and then maybe they both go or just one of them goes, I think it would be one in that case, but it's interesting. Um, and it's going to get, I think it's going to get a lot harder, a lot faster. Like it's going to be like, you got like this little hallway and everybody's going to try to get through. Um, right. And that's why I was just like, I want to take this now while we can and get my people over here now, get that experience now. Um, you know, it's a different, it's very different. I mean, if you look at like, this might be a bad example because um, like Taylor has a lot of things going on, but he did 838 at home. And then over there, I mean, obviously it's not at home and he's had injuries and life and things um but that's not an easy total to to replicate um but then again john improved from his sheffield and it was in a short time like it was in not that much time so it's just i mean but granted i did a lot of i did a lot there's a lot of phone calls there's a lot of we're gonna change this we're gonna change that um and we're gonna put john i had to address his mentals i had to address uh his physical like issues that had to be fixed and it was just like a lot that had to be done in such a short time to get him to do the Sheffield and turn around and do world same thing with Mikey Mikey's kind of like a bull he'll just do it like he'll just say I'm fucking dying but I'll just do it if you look at him in a mill they need a break their totals have just been like a little bit less each time and they they are going to finally get that break and I'm thankful for a meal because he gave us a year of great battles 
and I'm sure they'll meet again. But like, I'm really, really thankful for him. Um, because while Anatoly was away, uh, it was, it was, it made it interesting between them two. Anatoly killed it. I mean, he fucking nine forty on the that, world stage, man. like just like absolutely blasted it. Um, it would be cool if he hit, dude. If he did like a, if he does like a nine seventy at at Sheffield, I mean, I think he could do it. I think he's got a lot of room on his bench. I feel like he's just been dealing with the injury. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, I like that. I like that. Like, I don't know what had to happen to get Petrie to say, okay, now I want to come. When I, I mean. I mean, I Sheffield, Sheffield was a very compelling thing. It's a very compelling thing, right? But we knew that was ha- like we knew that was going to happen, but it hadn't happened yet. So it was just it's like a, when it happens. Yeah, it was just like a it's just thing that you hear about, but it's, you just don't know if it's like a thing yet, right? Like if it's, if it's like a real thing. But I mean, think about it. If he's that far away of the competition in the U.S., like go to where there's. I mean, Gustav is not no slouch, you know. Emil is not no slouch. The other Emil. Um, Obviously, Gavin's hungry. John is, you know, when I'm there, John's going to be Mr. Perfect. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be perfect. Like, that's it. Like, it's not a it's not a question. Um, It's very hard judging you. If there's a, if it's like borderline, you're not getting it. You know what I mean? Like, if it's like, ah, I'm not sure you're not you're probably not getting it. Um, You might get it, but then it could get taken away. Like, it's got to be we have to uphold, you know, especially if it's like a world record. It's got to be clean, man. It's got to be so clean. It's like. It's got to be an undeniable thing because then you're – it will be terrible if we had like a really high world record squad that passed. That would just fucking ruin everything. You know what I mean? You have to maintain the integrity of the sport. And I know it sounds shit, but it's like I think I'd rather have tough judging than risk like something like that slide. You know, like I don't know. I think it's it's tough because the way they did it with the five jury – they had five juries and two, three in the seat. You could get you could get two whites, one red, have two jury agree with you, and then three jury disagree, and then you don't get it. So it's 50-50, right? Uh, literally like eight judges, four of them yes, four of them no, uh, but you didn't get it just because of the, the way that it works. But I don't know. I think it was uh, – I mean, anybody, I don't care who it is. I don't care if you're from U.S. coming over. If you – Come, travel across the world, go to Europe, do Worlds, uh, regardless of your result. And I said this to the world team, to the USA team, uh, not just my people, but like everybody. Shout to Powerlifting America. They're very easy to work with. Um, I said, you guys, like good or bad? Um, obviously, like Brian, Bonica probably didn't have the meets that they wanted to have. Um but they still did it. They still came over here. They still like had to show up in front of all those people on TV and compete. And it was a very hard, it was very compelling and it was very tough. And I respect the shit out of that. And I'll never, I can't knock that, you know, it's not something that I can uh, ever put down. So I respect anybody that wants to do that. I think in the U S I hope we don't have a little bit of, you know, just people kind of getting comfort collecting their little wins in their nationals like come test yourself um i think it's only going to make you better we're not getting any younger right some of these guys are not getting any younger and they may not be here much longer and i mean i've seen lifters be on top world champion i mean even on the women's side 
right? We'll see. We'll we'll have like the days of certain world champions, and then the next two or three years they're getting like eighth. You know what I'm saying? Like they just it could change so quick. It could change so quick. So it will be a terrible thing if you just miss your opportunity when it's there. Um, and and yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of what I. That's kind of what I'm thinking. What's crazy, if you just look at like the the competitive side of it, and I think this is just kind of like because of the way the world's set up. If U.S. as a team is very dominant already, it's been dominant. What's gonna happen when ev- when we're all together, right? Like, I mean, realistically, what what weight classes is that? It would be like a couple more gold, a couple more golds. You know what I'm saying? So it's I don't know about the, on the women's it- side. It'll it'll be. I know you mean when everyone if if more people cross over to USAPL. Yeah, it depends on because only so many people can get through at once. But on the flip side, yeah, Anatoly ran it. But if he's got to go against Ashton or Bob, depends on what weight class Ashton and Bob go. If they go one hundred five, exactly, yeah. But but of course it's international judging, travel time zone. So it does usually. If you're not used to worlds, it'll bring down your total. Dude, I've seen, I've seen, nah, I've seen people hit. I mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to like call anyone out. Um, that was at worlds, but like, I've seen them hit like something in the gym, easy, easy weight, solid 8.5 RP, probably had a little bit more on top of that. And then they come to worlds and they're hitting like 20 keys less, 25 keys less. And it's like, what happened there? Like, what's going on there? You know, um, I don't know. Let about me be you. clear. Yeah, I would ahead. still think Bob and Ashton would be favorites. Um, yeah. I'm just saying it just makes it more interesting um, to see it. Let's just see it. It would be phenomenal to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I would but die. But that's just there's other people. Yeah, as but well it's like, do over. you send one of them 120 and you move the other one? I would think so. Yeah, I mean, Bob could probably one of them could just go 120. Uh, yeah, they don't. They could be super light. And probably be I fine. honestly think so. Uh, Bob said on the podcast he 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 wants to go one twenty, but the the only We're thing is weighing at Bob... one ten, weighing at one ten if he wants, and weighing yeah. at like weighing at like yeah one hundred nine, one hundred eight, something, whatever he wants, and then uh, try it like that. Although although like the, what's cool is like he has the buffer, so he could just eat into through the travel. You could eat through the travel. You could stay hydrated through the travel, and it can help reduce some of those negative effects i mean for me personally i don't know why well i know why it's just like when your body's stressed you just bloat right like my face is always like super bloated when i'm over there because i can't sleep and i know jesus was telling me that happens to him as well and that can affect his grip that can affect his lockout that can affect a lot of stuff um so it's just one of those things where like keiko got there really early um delaney not as early as keiko uh, but you know, if you can adjust, it can really help you, and and it's it's a tough thing. But yeah, I mean, it'd be I, another thing too that could be scary for us lifters is like if we're hitting all these big totals at home and we do go over there and we do total weigh less. I mean, that's not my that's advice not a cool is thing, this. Right? <laughs> my advice is this: forget about the numbers. Win world titles, and that's the yeah. coolest. Like, because yeah. in five years, the numbers sh- will be. Sh- in five years, they'll be all be shit compared to future people. Exactly, and this is what I'm saying about Carl Kali, right? I gotta say both names. Is I, I don't care what he totaled. I don't care what them, what any of them totaled. He won. 
It doesn't matter what he totals. You can compare it to totals here. Uh, just to, like, you know, comparing, when people compare him to Austin, he's a year younger. And if you look at Austin a year ago, they're, like, similar. And Carl's, like, on this upward project. Dude, every meet that we did, and I can speak on this because I coach him. Every meet that we did, like, I believe he had to do his nationals. He had to do Euros. Um, I don't know if junior he did Junior Worlds. Nationals as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but or, each or, one no. that we did was like we be- like his qualifying total going into those meets was far less than what it was. So he like it was like he came out of nowhere each time because it was like he was on this upward trajectory of progress, and the meets just so happened to happen, and he was just strong enough to like, I mean, to get here he had to beat um some guys in Sweden that were already like favored, you know. So it wasn't just like. He was the only one like he was just rising to each occasion, each occasion, each occasion. And I think he has, you know, room to continue growing in the weight class. And I think I think it'll be a good um, I think it'll be a good like battle, you know, and who knows? I mean, we don't know. Like, is Taylor going to get healthy? Is he going to be able to defend it against uh, Austin if he comes over? What's going to happen with Tim? Carl's still increasing in the meantime. Is Sheffield going to affect Carl, you know, quick turnaround to worlds. Like, there's just so many different factors. It's going to be interesting. Okay. So, let me tell you something about Cali or every, not you, but everybody else. Yeah. To your point, when I saw Cali last summer and he won the junior world championships, this is just last summer. His total was 717.5. Then it was 731. Then a few months after that, 754. And I remember having conversations with mutual friends of ours being like, Got to watch out for Cali. He's putting on 20 to 25 kilos mm-hmm. on the regular. And they're like, settle down. I'm like, I have him in the late 700s. They're like, dude, he just hit 754. He just, and now he just hit 778. So when I tell people in a few months, he could be 800 and people like calm down. I'm like, my dude. No, he can't though. <laughs> this is what the pace is though. He's like, like he's on him, the, yeah. He'll yeah, be he's... in the 800s by, by, by the time this year's over. If he competes again, he'll be in the 800s or or not. He will. He conceivably 100 percent if because we're only halfway through this year. If you tell me he competes in December, November and you're like, the goal is 800. I could be like 100 percent. I could say. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's all about. Yeah. It's all about trajectory. Like what? What? Like. And I. Yeah. Trajectory. It's like some lifters. You got to fight, scratch, claw to get the little extra kilos and you're fighting to stay on the top. The other lifters, the younger lifters are up, 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 up. And then they're going to level off over time. Um, if you like, let's use Jess and I guess you could use Carlina too. And um, Polish girl. God damn it. My brain. Agata. Agata. Agata Jr. Little baby Jr. Upward trajectory. Jess and Carlina. Carlina is still pretty new. Jess has been doing this for a minute. You know, Jess has to stay lean. She cuts a lot of weight. Her total is like within that range, you know, like maybe trending up, but like it's in a range. Um, it's hard to it's hard to like keep it going for a decade. Uh, now, I do maybe Sheffield affected Jess. Um, I think with the offseason, she could put it together. And I still think she I mean, when you have the big deal, if anything can happen, you could always catch someone. But Agatha's so young. I mean, what is she like? How old is Agatha? Like she's 20? ten years younger than Carlina. Oh my god! So that's that's the difference between number one and number two is ten years, a decade. So, so her time is coming. Her time is coming. But... Yeah, it's it's like, and she's chilling. She's chilling. She's having fun. 
She's just kind of, you know, enjoying it. She's moving up. And yeah, I mean, that is something to consider. Um, I think Carl and Austin are both young enough to where they could have like, they potentially could have many years of, of battles. Um, Carl does have that world level experience already. Um, he lifts very clean and, you know, like a lot of the U S guys, they have not had to be perfect. For example, some guys, they like to take big jumps. If you miss a big jump like that, if you miss a big, like, you know, like a 30 kilo jump or something, 20 kilo jump, whatever at a world level meet, I mean, that's, that's it. You know, now I, I actually think, uh, maybe a Bob or Ashton could get away with that. Which is crazy. Um, I think if Bob went 120, he could probably definitely get away with it. If he missed, like I don't know if it would matter at all. Like I mean, it would it would matter a little bit, but um, what I'll you know, but is they have they have uh their totals are so big they have room to for it to, to come like, down yeah, and yeah. be right still be up. It's we'll have to see it. Like you know, yeah, especially they might be going against each other. So it's like yeah, God knows. Yeah. And again, we don't know where Anatoly's. Anatoly hit this two kilos less than this total in 2021, and he missed all the progress from 2021 yeah. to now. He's just now back to what he used to be. Do you know what he, he missed? All that. Um, he. I don't even think he cuts weight at all. I could. I, I'll pull it up right now. Yeah. So there's room. There's room there. I've seen him bench way more than this. I've seen him bench like way, way more than this. So he's super close grip because he's uh I don't know what's going on. I feel like he's, he's got hurt or something. Close. But I remember when he first went up, he benched like almost five forty. I was like, holy shit. So you know, it's his, uh... if he could get up to like one ten and cut like with a good nutritionist, um Yeah, he I mean, weighed shit. in at one oh four. He went in at one oh four and he doesn't cut it. He like legitimately is one oh four. Yeah, he's he's a tank, he's a wall. He's like a brick. Um, insert a random household appliance, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it will be interesting. I think it's going to be exciting. I really like the direction and power things going. I keep looking, I reliving Carl's deadlift and how before the meet, I said, I don't know what kind of Taylor we're going to get, but I think Carl's going to have that last pull and it's going to get crazy. Obviously we got to watch for Tim. And I remember saying, like, you know, if we can't win because Taylor runs away with it, we are in a great position to at least lock in second. And everything kind of played out the way that it was. And as the meet was unraveling, it's like, oh, my goodness, we're going to be able to do this. And then some things happened towards the end of the meet. And I was like, I just remember telling the Swedish head coaches, I said, go for it just go for it like i don't half, care what it, it is it was so good half a kilo separated the entire podium i half I, a kilo it was like one of those things where like it felt like i felt like we had it that day like something like powerful just was like you got it like like just just do, make the right calls like it's going to be yours and it played out and it was seeing him explode after making that deadlift i mean you could feel the nerves in his hands you could see it when he was shaking looking at those lights um you know it, it's it's i mean those are the moments you live for man like those are the ones that like like shit to get it this young i i i, I was thinking like all right his time is gonna come he's young 
if we get it now, that's extra credit because, like, holy shit. Um, but I am very glad we got it now. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what Taylor does now. What's is he going to call it? Is he going to get not back calling. in there? He's not. He's calling. getting back in there. He's not He's calling. Back in there. It, it, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll just see. He's for sure coming back. We'll just, it depends on like injuries and, and, you know, he's in his mid thirties and Carl's in his early twenties. Like it's there. There's over like, 10 years. Again, difference. Uh, over 10 like years. Over, difference. It's a two I think it's 11 years, for yeah. power for powerlifting. That's like five generations of powerlifting yeah. in between them. Like, <laughs> yeah, crazy. It's like, so it's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, they're yeah, not peaking man. at the same levels. They're not on the same trajectory to your point earlier about trajectories, but I mean, we'll see because the old dog, Can, might be yeah. like, just give me one more. Not, you know, may maybe if me yeah. and Carl go back and forth five times, maybe he wins one, I win one, then he wins the next three, but just give me my one. Maybe that's I Taylor's think, like, you know. I think we might get to a point where it's going to change. It's going to change between a couple guys, maybe one year where it's like Emil's been world champion and Atoli's been world champion. Um, you know, uh, it, it like could bounce between them, and we might get to that point where it's it's like the NFL. The same team doesn't win every year. The Patriots will get there, but they're not going to win every time. You know, it's like it changes. It changes like hands, and uh, that could happen, or we might just see people kind of run away with it. So it's it's. I think it's good. I think that's what we need. Um. And I'm just excited to see where we are. Like, we're going to look at this and, you know, 2028 or 2029. And we're going to look at this and be like, remember Malta? Remember that? And I mean, you know, I think about my group and I'm like, are they all going to still be here? Do they want to have kids and start a family? Um, are they broken? Are they just kind of changed priorities? What? Well, I have a new group. I'm already working on the kids for the next generation. You know, it's 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 uh it's gonna be interesting, man. Like I think about John, how he came, he did what we did, and then he called it. Jesse was was insane, you know, and those guys paved the way. And I did want to say something to Taylor about Taylor. What he did for this weight class cannot be understated. I will forever be thankful for him as a competitor as a lifter as an entity in the space um you know i'm very ha obviously like carl's my guy and we want the same thing so i want to beat him but i don't want and he knows this because i talked to him in person i i do want to give him his flowers and say i appreciate the work that you've done i'm very thankful for everything everything that you've brought to this weight class and just being that guy that, uh, you know, he's got one more Nationals win um, than Russ. And he's someone that was like, he was just like, the he was just there like one, before us, you know what I mean? Um, so it kind of gives us something to like go for. And just like I'm thankful for Gibbs, you know, uh, you need two to tango. And I know for a little bit there, there was a little conversation of like, oh, is Taylor going to move up? Is he going to go against Russ? Whatever. Um, which was spicy, right? But I just want I want Taylor to know I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for what he's done. And uh, the reason why 
Carl's win is so significant is because of him. You know what I'm saying? It it was it was I mean he went from like his following like one point like doubled like it went over double like it 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 was such an impossible thing people out in the streets that night is you know how lit it was everybody was just out fucking drunk yeah. doing shit a random guy coming up to me like bro like that was crazy like we just assumed taylor was gonna win of course because he's so dominant he's been so dominant for so long so i really want to give him his flowers uh shout out to ben escrow shout out to jason you know and yeah i just i just i respect my competitors that you know come out and have to do this and if we have to compete head up i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna respect it so it's it's like I said, if it's just one guy beating up on people, it's not very. <clears throat> it's not the same as when there's people coming for you. When, uh, with respect to what you said, what he Taylor did for the weight class, it's funny because like we kind of take it for granted now. The seventy fours are popping, but there was a time I remember, like even early days when I was doing King List, I'd be posting, and if I posted anybody below the eighty threes, it would get no traction because they were just too mm-hmm. small. And people wouldn't. And people weren't, our sport wasn't big enough following it for people to know you had to be big, muscular. And 83 was the cutoff. And then the 74s one year, I started popping. I leaned in like a motherfucker. And this was 2019 when the 74s in US were popping. And then all of a sudden, Taylor emerged as the 74 in 2019, goes to Worlds. So he beats all the guys at Nats. He also beats Shell. In 2019, because yeah. Shell had beat him in 17 Worlds. He, he won 2018 Worlds when Shell wasn't there. They rematched that Worlds because they're one and one. So we beat his rival at Worlds. He beat the young pups at uh, at 2019 USAPL Nats. And it was like, he helped popularize. And then obviously 2020, 2021. Oh my God, 838.5. He made it. He made everyone be like, man, 74s are like, you could be, he was the king of powerlifting was a 74. So he blew up the 74s. And then after that, Henna has done to the 66s what Taylor did to the 74s. We're now, he put them on Everybody's like, yeah, everyone's like, can't wait to see. He brings star power. And, um, and down the line we go. And we'll see what happens with the 59s. Obviously, Wasker's trying to make a run of it. He'll need some people to step up. There are some people. Ivan Campano from Spain is now over 600 kilos. Um, so anyways, in terms of popularizing weight classes, yeah, to your point, people take for granted now. The 74s are popping, of course. Wasn't always the case, man. And now that Taylor, you know, he he's left his legacy and and, and left his piece. And now Cali, young he's guys like Cali were like 50. Right, right. Taylor's on to prove shit. And now young guy like Callie, who's like over 10 years younger, could be like, hey, man, you, you walk so I can run. I appreciate it. We're, we got more battles to come. But even when you're going. Think about think about Izzy beating his nemesis in the UFC. What made that so insane was that it was the boogeyman. Pereira? Yeah, it was the yeah, boogeyman. Yeah. It was like you cannot this this impossible thing. And he comes all the way to the UFC and he beats Izzy and it's like, holy shit, you know, like this guy really is his kryptonite. But then they rematch and he wins 
And it just, it's great. It's just great. Like, if he wins again, I mean, they're both nuts, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good to have that exchange sometimes. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just really happy let with the way you, things let, are let going. Me ask you, let me ask you a couple questions off the top, reflecting back at Worlds. For the men's and women's each, for the women's, who was the breakout star? And for the men's, who was the breakout star? The men's breakout star, uh, I mean, for sure, it's Carl. For sure, it's Kelly. For sure. Like, I mean. And, and, and for those listening, I, you're, you're going to find him as Carl, but he goes by Kelly. That's why we're flipping back. Yeah, because so he's Swedish. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was um, that was insane. Let me think. 83s. Tim did good. Ina did good. 93s. Keiko did his thing. He did what they he's were already what he's stars supposed to do. To, Keiko yeah, was already Anatoly, a star. Yeah, Anatoly was a star. Let me see. I'm just trying to see if I miss anyone. 120s we already knew. Super heavyweights we already knew. Um, Panda was already known. Uh, uh, Waskar, I think he might be having. I think that weight class is not as developed yet to the point, you know, like you just what you were saying earlier, where we just need more compelling and the lightweight men to get that up he there. He didn't have Taylor Atwood in his class, right? yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, um, but it's coming. But I but think, yeah. yeah, I think, I think, I think Cali, man, it has to be that. I mean, that was the most, I mean, in internet numbers wise, like for sure, that one, they speak, and then for man. the yeah, and then for the women, um, for the women, okay, there's Natalie. I'm trying to think who else. Gara, but I mean, it's weird because Gara was like you knew about her, and the IPF people kind of knew about her. Others may have not known about her. That's so Natalie, fair. Natalie Gara, it, it, you make a good point where Gara won 2019, but that might as well have been 25 years ago because new people are in the, the world now. changed a lot after that. Yeah. Right. Um, and she went into equipped and that's a whole nother scene, much smaller yeah. scene. You're right that she was always world-class, but this might've her star wise breakthrough star wise. Now, now she's going to Sheffield. It might go toe to toe with Leah. If they end up in the same weight class, it's a whole nother story. That would uh, be Brittany, very spicy. Brittany in 84 plus the Brit Canadian who won. And that's live on Eurosport, by the way. And that was a sensational battle. That was crazy. And that was live on Eurosport. We knew of her. I just, based on the totals, like we didn't know that she was going to be able to push us like that. We were like, okay. You put like 30 kilos on her total since Canadian national. Yeah. Bonica is the one. Yeah. Bonica is the one to beat. Um, and so it's, I think it's hard because the super heavyweight, like as far as I know, before this year, it was just Bonica in that class, right? Like pretty much she was just the runaway favorite. 100%. Right. So then you get two girls, her and Sonita come out of nowhere. And they're just like, whoa, that's what I'm saying. Like it could change that quickly. Um, and, and to your point too, Brittany had been in the game. She's won 2021 when Bonica wasn't there, but she was around. It's just her development in this year. She she won in 2021. She won with a 607.5, Joey. 607.5. She won this world's with 693.5. So the reason why, when you say like, shit, we didn't really see Brit coming. Yeah, but she didn't have any data points to lead you to believe. What's interesting, like, yeah, what's interesting is like, we tried to pull for it, and I think Sonita had a little bit more on squat, but we tried to pull for it, and we just couldn't hold it. Like, it was, it was, it, I mean, we locked it out. It was just a little bit hitchy, you know? Like, 
sometimes the the bigger lifters like they have some problems with that clean lockout um so i mean i knew i knew that if we had to go for a third pull it would be sketch and shout out to Brittany man and her camp for for handling business but yeah i think um natalie and canada i'm trying to think angara but dang the biggest ones it's tough. Natalie won it's best tough. lifter. If that if yeah. that sways, yeah. I mean, um, to come out of nowhere and win best lifter is definitely uh, that's a that's an amazing accomplishment. Um, Amanda was like on that. Like Amanda, Amanda is like a is like a bully. Amanda will be like, "What record can I take? What formula can I take? Oh, if I pull this, I'm the greatest ever!" Right? Like she'll just because because she doesn't. That's how she has to entertain herself, right? She has to like go for things. Um, she just didn't hold that last one, even though she pulled, you know, two and a half more at Sheffy, but, uh, so she'll get it. it. It stings for her, but it's all, you know, we got the job done. Um, but yeah, breakout, it's gotta be between, I don't know, man. See, I don't know. I'm very, in, like, I'm into powerlifting. So I know Gara and I'm like, oh shit. Like, that's crazy. Look at that total. Like, I believe she hit the world record total, correct? She did. Yeah, yeah. So monster um, total, dude. That's Leah Babwa's total. That's exactly, just not anybody's total. Yes, like Leah Babwa's a monster for her to take the sixty-three kilo total. Wow, man. But yeah, shout out to Natalie. Shout out to Gara. Shout out to Brittany. It's hard to say. Um, I mean, if Sonita won, I would have said Sonita, but you know, sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's it's the women side is definitely. Oh, also shout out to uh, Little Jess. In the tiny, tiny weight class, um, she's yeah, really yeah. young. She's, she's awesome. really, really young. Uh, to my, I, I, she, she was at the banquet with us, and to my knowledge, her lifts were easy, and her time was coming. Um, she was very nervous. It sounded like, and that's okay. Um, she'll, she'll get, she'll continue to train and get better. And I think, I mean, I don't see. She just fits the weight class really well, and I don't even think she cuts, which is crazy because that weight class is already like really small. They're little humans, <laughs> but, they're, but they're strong as hell. Yeah, Turbo Tiff is a monster too, and our yes. Canadian Aurélie, um, and obviously Heather Connor's still there too. Like it's it's stacked now. Forty sevens is now stacked, good. whereas it's previously good. it yeah. wasn't. Previously, to your point about some classes now filling out with talent pool. Previously is one person and then everyone else below. Now there's talent in some of these classes, like the 47s, you know, where it's stacked. Um, but all right. So are you you gonna split the difference and just say it's between Carla Carla Car Carola Gara and Natalie Richards? Or do you want to do give one well, and just say well, it, Okay, okay. If we're being if we're being like this is this is Natalie's first IPF me, right? Like worlds, um, worlds, yeah. Then it has to be her because she, the other girls were there before, and yeah. I believe you said they had one before. If we're talking breakout, it's gotta be her, in my opinion. That's fair enough. Okay, how about this question? Hit me. What? Um, or actually, hold on. Let's do the the men's breakout star before we move on to the next one. Carl. Carl came okay, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we already came did that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, upset win of women's and men's. Uh, let me just make sure I get this right. 
if Eno would have got that, it probably would have been that one. But it's got to be Carl again, right? It'd be Taylor. I Carl. I mean, come on. I yeah, like, Carl. What, what, what can I say? Like, it's Taylor. If not Carl, Hannah was nominated fourth, and his nominated total was like 687.5, and that was a legit. Mm. And the other fellows were 7, 10, and up. Three lifters ahead of him, 7, 10, and up. Three lifters ahead of him had nominated totals 20 kilos more than him. And so there's a huge spread. And Penno was like, I'm going to win. And people, the like, thing is, the thing is, because he's a champ, that's the thing. Like, if you take away the numbers, which I wonder if regular audience, like people at home, what if they're not paying attention to that that much? They just look at the people. Um, but we knew about Panna, but yeah, I mean, upset win, I get. I mean, if you, uh, yeah, Panna, yeah, I guess, yeah, they didn't think it he was going to win, like and he, he came out of nowhere. He, um, like by the numbers and like what you might look at top end strength, like this guy at this nationals, that guy at that, even even Kasim Sand was holding the IPF world record at seven ten point five or seven eleven or whatever it was. He was at Asian Nationals, but it's still a world record IPF total. That's that's more than Penn has ever done. I, but, I was traveling when Penn went, and when I heard about it, I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? So That's, yeah, that's going to blow. Yeah, between one of those, I knew, like like between Carl and him, I mean, they, I mean they're both like very significant. Um, it, it's hard because you're, like, you're beating the GOAT, right? You're beating Taylor. And then you have someone who is like an OG who's like ranked low and battled through adversity and then like came up and like overcame everything in one. It's like, I mean, they're both very compelling. It's hard for me to pick, but I think it's between those two. Everything else yeah. in the other weight classes, I mean, mostly favorites or pretty much what we thought was going to happen. Yeah. The thing with them, um, what's beautiful about both those guys' wins, what this is going to do for powerlifting in Sweden and in France. Yeah. once again blows it up like sweden is yeah. a powerlifting nation and has been but they need world champions emil yeah. norling lost his title um you know so they they weren't getting the wins they need a win and they got a and huge young. one with cali yes and he's a kid, young guy yes yes so so that's that's what you need and i think that yes. is going to inspire those young boys that i was with those like it was like eight of them and we're in the crowd all all carl's homies those guys, I mean, they were emotional, man. They were really emotional. Like, they were, they were so happy for him. Yeah, they were well, so I've seen happy. You guys celebrate. I've never seen a celebration like that before. My All life. those juniors you guys got, like, came yeah, through the were, barrier. You guys came bro, through the barrier, and it was like, oh dude, my it was Lord. weird because like the barrier just like disappeared in front of me. I don't even know what happened. I was like, where you were wearing it, it as a why belt at open? one point. It was like <laughs> I was you were like, like what? You're like, why is this wearing a fit? You're like, who put their fanny pack on me? You know, it's I know. A and then, barrier. And then, the barrier. The barrier. We have a great, uh, we have a great, um, like video of like Carl's doing a celebration, and he comes over to us, and he just like tackles me, and then he, yeah. and then I like throw him to the boys, and he's dead. Like they just get him, and then his coach runs over and like pulls him out. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was crazy, man. It was like, it was I emotion. Mean, they're both crazy. They're emotion. both. Yeah, it was like. Because it's like this for Carl's performance to have his own like his friends emotional, I mean what more could you that's that's it, man. It's like a movie. Yeah. Um so yeah, between those two, 
I, I'd be comfortable with either answer in terms of yeah. like trying to pick the, the biggest upset win. It's for it the all girls? depends on how you slice it. Let's talk about the women's. What upset mm. win? For me, okay. I think Bonica was a big one because she had yeah, been Brit, so dominant. Brit winning like Bonica is the goat eighty four plus. She bombs and and then Sonita's probably the number two. So for Brittany who coming in her best total was significantly under that. She came yeah. out of nowhere. Her, she threw like 25 some odd kilos onto her total to win and um, was nominated third. That's probably the biggest upset win. Cause most people who won, if I think of every other weight class, like Amanda, people knew uh, 76 is Carlina was probably the favorite. She had the biggest yeah. total. She won the showdown Sheffield 69 is obviously going to be Leah's 63s was going to be Gara. 57s, we didn't know who was going to win, but they were close. Natalie yeah. and Jad were neck and neck. Yeah. Um, and then 52s, Evie was going to be the favorite. That's not an upset. And then 47s is Turbo Tiff, and she's yeah. the defending champ. So it's, it's got to be Brit. She, she's probably the only one who was low lowest nominated to do it. Yeah, that was the one that, like, you go from, like, mega dominant champ for so many years, and then all of a sudden, you know, you bomb out. Like, it's just... Which, Crazy. to be fair, I don't know if she had that much more if she would have got that deadlift. No, it, she didn't even get yeah. those deads. I mean, if if you yeah. were talking to Matt Gary, I haven't dropped the episode yet, the the recap show. I got Matt Gary and Eric Helms on it. But Matt was saying... You guys already did it? We Yeah, we recorded it last night. I'm going to drop it as soon as me and you are done. I'm going to drop mm. it, and yours will, will be like a day behind. Mm. But um, Matt was saying her top-end deadlift is 250, 2.5, 255, around there. They open with 240, and Matt's like, at Worlds, you don't open that close to your top end. Open with that I within 10 I think it was 235, and then up. they increased it by five. I don't know if they saw something in warm-ups that made them feel good. I'm not sure if it was just like a fake number, and that was always the plan. Um, Amanda was telling me that Bonica had hit uh, like 260 or 265 in the gym for a double. So maybe that's why they were going based on that. Mm. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I always try to make sure that our openers are like, you you could be dead and still do it. Like it has to be, you can't risk it at Worlds, man. If you Even if you miss an opener on the technicality, but it's easy, it just fucks with everything. Like now you got to take it again. You do small jump. And mm. the judges are looking at you and it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where like, can't risk it. No, that's why I, so Matt was saying it technically it, it was probably an error and it happens, whatever it is, what it is. But if she would have opened up around 230 to 235, she, she would have been too far back to win it um, on that day. Anyways, yeah, it, she, her dead wasn't, her dead wasn't there. You you can't you can't squeeze blood from a stone. It just wasn't going to be there that day. So she wasn't going to catch Sonita and Britt, but she might have been third. She might have been on the podium or in the mix. Anyway, it's going to feel a lot better than bombing. But this is twenty twenty yeah, hindsight. Yeah, I would have preferred her not bomb. Obviously, like she would have too. But like, it just sucks when that happens. Like it's just she'll be back. Just you know, I mean, she does equip she... too, right? So she's probably it's probably happened before. It's equip lifting. It's really hard. So. Equipped and bombing is the bomb out rates are much yeah, higher. She's yeah, she'll be back. And then not only will she be back, Alexis Jones is coming. 
Yeah. So that's someone Pat. who will. What is her record right now? She did seven hundred one. She's a monster. Yeah, seven hundred one. So... Now Britt did six ninety three point five IPF World. She flew across the ocean. They're all going to be in so the seven. They're all going to. They're be all going to be seven. Place. They're all around seven. You let them eat home cooking and stay at home. They're all going to be around seven. Ain't nobody scared. Everyone's yeah. a killer. Yeah. So There's it's going to be in that room. That'll be good. That'll be good. Um. Well, does she have to battle Bonica now? At, war- at, at Nats. Nationals. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That even listen, that, Nationals we, now is going to become a battle zone itself. When everyone comes over yeah. from USAPL, Nats will become a battle zone. Like you said earlier, there's a bottleneck, and that bottleneck is called PA Nats, and only the elite of yeah. the elite are gonna get through. Yeah, I think I think you go P three ninety three, you go Bob one twenty, you go Ashton one oh five. You go, obviously, Gavin, 93. Uh, hopefully, John doesn't have to do it. Dillian doesn't have to do it. Russ, I mean, if if everything works That's out. That's the question. We'll see where we go. But, um, you're going to answer it. I thought you were going to Is Taylor going to – Is Taylor going to – I think so. I think battle he's, back. He's, he wants it back. He wants it back. He'll start from but scratch. See, but it's crazy Nets. because, like, for him – for Bonica, I'm trying to think who else. Like, you don't just auto go to Worlds. You gotta like, you gotta beat, you gotta win and go to Worlds. Look so. at Taylor might have to fight with Perk at Nats to get back to Worlds. Yeah, like you know how crazy that is just to get another shot. That'll at be Cali. that'll be good. That'll be good to get another <laughs> shot at Cali. I like that. I like that, <laughs> dude. It's it's um. I know it's crazy, but that's the way it is now. Cali's the champ. Cali gets so, to have that belt for the year, dude. It's like that's, that's good. That's how year. it should be. It's his. It's his In, belt for the year. Um. So, anyways, looking at PA Nats, it's going to be battles all through, man. And PA Nats is going to be this will be the biggest PA Nats ever. I think. Uh, it's gonna like every year because relatively new. She's not saying much, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's going to get crazier and crazier every year, and it'll be it's tough. And this is what we're used to all other years in powerlifting. But it's tough when certain people can't make it to worlds. You're like, damn it, you're so good, yeah. you know. But but you, this is the qualification. Our process. country's tough. Our country's tough. Tough as um, nails. It's gonna be. It's gonna be crazy. So I just, I need to I, just. I it just. Go ahead, go ahead. I got more questions for you as well, though. Really quick, can I use the restroom real fast? Yeah. Pause real fast. Yeah, let's let's do a pause. I'll be right back. Be right back. Back from the pee break. How about this one, sir? Oh shit. What performance change do you think an era within powerlifting? Like you put it this way. Let me word it this way. Changed how you think we're gonna remember this era. So when you think of this, can you give me an example this, in regular sports? Yeah. Um, any sport because yeah, I don't I don't want to burn one of your possible answers. <laughs> but put it this way: there's athletes that coming into this world's coming into this world championships, you might have viewed somebody a certain way, popular, whatever. But after this world's, you're like you view them differently like this they leveled up or they their star power leveled up or something happened where you're like you know what 
this is going to change how they're viewed. Or it could be their weight class, what they did for their weight class. It shook up the weight class and changed how that weight class now looks. Someone who shook things up at Worlds and, and maybe go into why. I feel like I'm, I'm thinking about Carl and Keiko. Thinking about Carl because he was the young buck. He was nominated, whatever he was nominated. And he, you know, 750, whatever total. And he went against the GOAT and a Tim. And uh, the other guy, uh, Shell. Shell. Yep. Uh, all OGs. And he overcame all of that. And he hit a PR total, hit the world record deadlift. And if you weren't paying attention, came out of nowhere. And he just took down the Titan. I think about Keiko because he had to battle back through that adversity from last year, compete at Sheffield, took second at Sheffy. Not easy. And then went against Murder's Row and and did it again. Mr. Perfect. 27 whites. Super hard judging. Like, he did it again, though. This is his second open title. So between him and Carl, both are super compelling. I mean, those are also... Also, I mean... Anatoly, Anatoly had to battle through a lot to, to get here, right? To be in this position. All the Ukrainian athletes. Um, but I think when you think about it, like I mean, you could say things about Jesus too being so dominant, you know, and just this kind of running era, away with do you it. Think, this, is this, does he now qualify for having an era? Jesus? With three, yeah. With three yeah. wins in a row, that's what yes. I, I, I it's gonna be it. it's gonna be his era for many years. Um, I was talking to him about that how he's young and we just gotta play our cards right, stay healthy. But what's impressive about Keiko is like he's consistently winning, but it's like barely, 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 barely every time, which is like not an easy place to be. I think what Carl did. And how tight it was. That's got to be the fact that it's Taylor too. I think now people are going to look at this weight class like it's wide open. Um, I don't think you know he didn't blow it up to the point where it's like it's his. Obviously, we're going to try to prove that. But before it was like, oh, Taylor's going to win, and now it's like Taylor's in the mix with X Y Z. Um, and who knows, Taylor might reassert himself we'll see what happens um but yeah i think people are gonna look at the 74s different from here going forward if that answers your question who is the goat 47 female right yeah 47 yeah. it's gonna be between heather connor and turbo tiff heather connor how many do they have each of- What's um? That's, let's, let's take a look. Heather was See, dominant I know, for quite a bit, right? 
Turbo's got three, and she's got a best. Turbo lifter. has three already. Three, three already. Goals? See what I'm saying? How time flies, man. You people think about like, wow, oh, Turbo's so young, and she is, uh, she, uh, and and she's already collected three world titles at Sheffield in the strong. And yeah. she's the strongest forty-seven that ever lived. Now Heather's got Heather's got world titles too, though, man. She's got. I think well, I can pull it up right now. How, the, how is, old is Heather, and how old is Tiff? Um, Heather's early thirties. Uh, Tiff Ooh. is early twenties. Yeah, but, and Jess is young too, super young, twenty-one. It's tough now. These are these are conversations where resume wise, previously it had to be Heather. And and Heather was um, Wiley's three times. He gives you the era, right? The Tiff era, right? And if Russ comes, gets another one. He gets the rest era, right? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those deals, man. At what point do you start owning an era? And when you're three years in a row the world champion, how hard it is to be a world champion. But um, Heather was. Let's take a look. And and for for um, in defense of Heather, she wasn't at 2021. Doesn't I can't you can't take away from Turbo because Turbo would say my total at I think her total at that world was the highest total we'd seen at worlds because totals usually come down at worlds. But Heather wasn't there to be able to prove her point. So um, you know, it's a, there's a little bit of a sticky point in 2021 when their eras overlap. But um, let me get back to Heather's world titles here. She's got so she won 2019. She won 2017. She wasn't there 2018. Um, I think and Tiff, she second 2000. Oh, I, th- I thought she had more than two. Am I wrong? Here? I think it's Tiff. I think it's Tiff because 70, 40, 47 goat. Well, one, that weight class has like not really been super developed. And two, now that it's getting some development. For Tiff to just be on top, I think. Uh, I think well, this is... she's pr- she's probably the goat right now. But let's see what happens with if Heather can bounce back and if um, Jess will rise up. But it's gotta be well, Tiff, and, right? And keep this in mind, Tiff. Tiff won by like ten kilos, and she missed all of her third lifts, and still won by like ten kilos. Like Tiff's got room to spare. It's not like what if you Crazy. catch Tiff on the bad? What if you got catch Tiff on the bad day? Yo, that was her bad day. Yeah, it, Tiff that was is the time. just that, that. That was the time. That's that's just how good Tiff is. Now the rest of the field can can obviously level up as well, and and nothing stays stagnant. Um, and how about this? At what point? Another discussion about this. At uh, what point does Jesus bypass Ray as the GOAT? How close are we getting? Are we there already? He's listen, he also has three now. That's and tough. He's, he's like young. He's already at three. When I was talking to Matt Gary and Eric Helms, I was like, Hey, what are they already at three? They were like, um, well, I didn't we didn't get into the because we're doing a recap show, but we we're just mentioning, wow, that was his third already. But in terms of him bypassing Ray, okay, Ray has five world titles. Jesus is two away. However, what Jesus has is like what Turbo Tiff has. Turbo Tiff would say, I got three, but I'm the strongest that ever lived. And Jesus can say, I got three. I'm also the strongest that ever lived, tested or untested. Regardless. It's hard. It's hard because I don't want to like disrespect those that came before and paved the way. 
100. Um, Ray Ray was always someone who you just saw him as having this like impossibly large total. <laughs> what he did for the sport is like you know you can't compare it to anything. Um, it's really really way. tough. I think I think when does Jesus surpass Ray? Well, if they went head up and he beat him, would he still surpass him? Put it this way. Put it this way. I think he may have already surpassed him because all of his total. Ah, Ray's best. Oh man, it's tough, huh? It's we tough, need a couple dog. more. We need a couple more performances. You could say it now. You could say he surpassed him now, but I think a couple more performances just kind of. Just regularly hitting Ray's best, which he was only able to do like once, I believe. Um, and that's when you can really just like definitively say he's the best. He's like here's, the best he, ever. Yeah. Here's here's what he's got in his favor, Jesus. Not only does he have three world titles, but that Sheffield performance might be the greatest performance I've ever seen in powerlifting. Yeah. Period. So when we're talking, it's not just world titles, it's also that performance. Now if he's got three world titles, two Sheffield performances, and let me see him do at the second Sheffield another step up, I think he doesn't even need another world's perform title. Yeah, he'll continue to add them, but I think he'll already be like, I think people will be like, okay, that was that's 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 there we are. Yeah, and this is I think... not. It, and let me also say, Ray is a legend, no matter what, and came first. Heather is. A legend, no matter yes, what, of came course. first, and they walk so the others can run after them, and they had to do what they had to do for everyone else to stand on the backs of giants. Um, it's just you know, eventually resumes are going to continue to grow and grow and grow, and and the conversation changes. It's it is every sport. Yeah, man. At it's, one point, at, at one point, at one point, freaking Will Chamberlain was the greatest in in the NBA, but then Michael Jordan comes around, and freaking who knows. I don't know. If Jordan, yeah. I don't know basketball. I'm still gonna say Jordan, but now you're good. Yeah, no, no. Okay. <laughs> like, if you say if you said LeBron, there'd be people that were like, yeah, no, Jordan's the go, whatever. Da, da, da. But it, but I think the fun thing about those conversations is like, there's no right or wrong answer. It's pretty much up to the fans to decide. And I think the same thing kind of applies here. Um, people count Jordan's significant performance, like. He got to the finals and he won them more than LeBron did. Uh, LeBron has longevity over Jordan, though. So it's like, but then how do you want to define longevity? You want to talk about brand recognition? Obviously, Jordan is the biggest fucking well, I mean, one of the biggest brands ever in the world. So impact on the game and how yeah, how like yeah. what Jordan did to spread basketball in the 90s when it was still spreading. What he did is uh, like Russ type deal, right? Like, yeah. like a lot of way more than Russ. What Russ is doing for us? Is hey, man, Russ that. helped make the reason why this is as big as it is. A lot, I feel a lot of it is because Russ really helped with his with his yeah. presence. Yeah, that's what I meant is though. But if I say Jordan and Russ, people are gonna freaking blow up. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying Russ is. I'm saying our version, yeah, the yeah, yeah. version. You know how people go, man. They blow yeah. up when you say it, run with it. I, I hope but, they um, experience a world title one day or or something, and then they can have a whole new appreciation and understand that they should respect people that have put their bodies on the line to create opportunities for others. One hundred percent. I got a couple more questions. Yes, you sir. ready, Freddie? Okay. Ready. Anna. The 66s had Charles Apoko, who won two world titles. It mm -hmm. had Sergey Gladkick before him, who won two world titles, right? Sergey won 
2015, 16. Charles came won 17, 18, or sorry, 17 and or no, 18 and 19. Sorry. Um, but now Penna, now Penna won 2021, did not in 2022, comes back and wins 2023. What does this do for Penna's historical significance in powerlifting and his impact in France and everything? Is he the most historically rev- relevant 66? Another tough, there's no right and wrong. I think so. I think so because his story is still being written and he's about to do Sheffield and that's going to do like dummy numbers. Um, That might push him to a million followers. Who knows? <laughs> Dude, he, he's leveling up like crazy, but you see what Sheffield did to everyone else. Penn is yeah. already a monster. What is this going to do to Penn? Up? We got content creators that are French, not even powerlifters. They're like fitness content creators that are doing powerlifting now. Yeah, because of Penna. Like and they train yes. under Penna. Penna coaches them, collabs with them on social media. It's it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. And they so have like millions of... Yeah, between everybody. So it's it's... Uh, I think he is probably one of the most. He is the most significant just by like people impacted. I would say, yeah, it would be it would be Panna, and I think him being a champion, losing, coming back and getting it, uh, that just adds to his legacy. That adds to his significance as a lifter. That's great for France. Um, you know, he's it's he is a huge boon to everything that's going on over there. And I love seeing that, and we need more of that. Like, who's going to be the next big powerlifting content creator out of X country? We got enough in the U.S. We need it some, yeah. somewhere else, you know? We need Britain, Asia. We need I feel Sweden. like Asia would be huge. If we had someone we from Asia. Asia, that'd be crazy. Um, so, yeah, we that's, that's what I, I got to follow up on this, and this will be interesting. I'll tie it into uh, an example with another sport. Let's say Penna wins a third title. But nice go caveat, caveat, caveat here. So in the sp- span of four years, that'll be three world titles. That's a hell of an era. That's an era. That's, that's you know, however, one of the years he came in fifth, 2022, and let's say he wins that third title once again. It's not as heavy as other people did domestically, but he keeps winning. So it's one of those points in other sports where he's not the flashy guy who's getting all the points, but he's winning the titles. And that's what matters at the end of the day. That's right. But my question is, can he, will he be the greatest 66 kilo lifter of all time? He's not the strongest of all time per performance because people say on this given day in that country, but is he the greatest 66 based off a resume, what he's accomplished? a tough question i want to say i mean it's hard because like we're speaking about our era our time watching the sport i'm not sure who came before i know charles was pretty significant two world titles and and charles before penna years before hit 705.5 so So he's years ahead ahead of the game um I believe he was going to be a part of that original Sheffield crew. Yeah, it was just going to be Russ and Amanda originally, and then and he was there too. The first first first. He won 2019, so he would have. I kind of I kind of feel like it was good that things got delayed, but that's for another podcast. But anyway, 
Yeah, I mean, if Pana wins again, he'll be the most significant. And I think he is the most impactful 66 kg lifter. He's the reason why people watch that class. You know what I mean? Probably. Like, he's doing great yeah. things. And um, I had a good time talking to him. And, I mean, he's he's doing collabs with, like, living memes, dude. He's doing things that, like, he's the, he's, you know, yeah, he's killing it. He's he knows doing his, things he... that we need to have done. So, it's it's... Yeah, I think he's de- he's single-handedly putting that weight. He's putting that weight class on his back. Um, but keep a close eye on Brian Lee. Brian Lee can write his own story, and I think he has an opportunity to bounce back from this. Remember this. You know, I posted a, a, a video. As soon as I got the idea, I gave it to my editor guy, and I said, I want you to take this audio of Teddy Atlas, the boxing coach, boxing commentator. And I want you to put it over Keiko. And it was just talking about how regardless of everything going on in your life, you just need one night, one punch. You knock that guy out, but you become world champion. You fix all of it. Nobody gives a shit that Panda didn't make weight. Nobody gives a shit about any of that. He's the champion now. You could fix. You think people care that Leah didn't make weight? You could fix it. You could fix it, man. One, you get that world championship, not that national championship. You get that world championship. I don't know how else to say it. The fucking gravity of it. It just changes the world. It changes reality, man. You you fix it. You erase it with that. You know what I'm saying? Keiko winning Sheffield, yeah, it was huge. We love seeing him back on top. We love seeing him get that. And it did feel like he did write a little bit of that. But to get it done at the world stage again, get that title back, you just it just erases the 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 negativity and the bad the bad from the past and and I think Panda did that and um it's up to him now to do you know what he totaled seven oh five so he's still under what those fellas did domestically. At their home nations and Kasim Sand did at Asians, but he wins, man. But he yeah, but, it's but, gonna be interesting to see what Brian does. But I think if Panda can level up a little bit, he can get another one, and then I think at that point he's building a he already has, but he could build a very nice legacy for himself as a competitor. He can always transition to a coach and content only, but I know there's nothing like competing. Um. You know, I think about what it, what would it have been like when I competed if after my Arnold, you know, I blow up a 750 squat and right after I get a camera in my face and they're like, how was that, da, 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 this and that, and how amazing that would have felt. But uh, I'm just happy it's happening now. And, yeah. Let me ask you, Jonathan Keiko, what, how is he doing in terms of like, because he's, he's always in a battle. And I don't know if he's got battle fatigue. I got him scheduled for the podcast, obviously, but um Thursday. What is what's that? <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. Like you already know. Yeah. We we yeah. got I mean, your boys grinding like every yes, day. But, I, love um, it. I love it. Appreciate <laughs> that. But uh what are what are you thinking here? Like Sheffield, he's going nah, to Sheffield. He's, he's uh mentally he's good. I I we fixed him up after Sheffy, and he's he's happy now. 
He's going to have a nice little break. I told him I want to give him a couple weeks off, and he was like, I think I'm ready to go, which is like a huge fucking 360 from – that was a huge 180. 180, yeah, 180 from after Sheffield was like, I'm burnt, I'm fatigued, I need a minute. Um, He's ready, man. He's ready. He's fired up. We got to get that 900. We got to get that out the way. 9075 is the big one. 9075 is the big one. I think, I think, I get excited thinking about it. Look at my hands when I say that. (laughs) He had more room on bench. He had more room on deadlift. We're going to get some more work in these heels. And I think he's going to, you know, 310, 245, 360. I would love for him to blow that up. So we'll, he's ready, man. He's ready to go. He's fired up. Do you ever think about, because he's only ever competing at the craziest levels. I know. And sometimes people like blow up local meets just to see where they're at. And last time he did a local meet, he did like 892.5. And that's the biggest toll he's ever done. Because, and you know, that's what happens at local meets. You ever think about every now and then just be like, I mean, his schedule's already crazy. He needs to time off. But (laughs) does it ever tempt you to be like, Sean, do you want to blow up a local meet and just see, just dip over 900 for a second here and just see what's up? Like just... Uh, me no it doesn't it doesn't cross our mind but i do know that um trust me this prep was very intricate it was a lot of little details it was a lot of fine tuning it was a lot of little tweaks and that's a lot to ask from people and i felt i felt that i felt like man like you know, I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot like trust with the, I have a lot of trust with these guys. Like I tell them, Hey man, I want you to gain 10 pounds. They're going to do it. That's a lot to ask. That's like a movie role. Like you're going to gain 10 pounds for a movie role, you know, like I, or, or I need you to cut weight. Or I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And they just blindly do it. And because they know that I'm going to get them where they need to go. And I take it very seriously. And I know that I'm fucking with people's lives. Like I'm literally controlling their, their lot, their life. And this affects them. So I want to make sure that what we do is very, it's very delicate. You know, it's very like, there's a lot of repercussions from the actions that we take. And my main concern coming into this one was like, it, even if Gavin hit all his lifts full strength, this meet, I think John was better at this meet. Right. And that was what we wanted to correct from the last one. And one thing that, is going to come into play is when you're competing against these same guys over and over and over, you cannot just like casually go into the meet and compete. There's going to be little adjustments that you're going to have to make. And I will put, you know, I mean, as experienced of a coach as I am, I put that up against anyone and know like, let give us a hard schedule. And, and like, you know, if we're, if we're a little bit ahead, we're going to stay ahead because we're going to do things better than others. Granted, if there's injury, I mean, can't do much about that, right? Because now you're stuck in that gauntlet of competition. And I think John, I could just tell by me being at Worlds, he was a completely different John than when I wasn't there. There was some stuff that happened before last World that was like, why, like, I don't understand. Like, I'm, like, why is he uh, hesitant or second-guessing? 
But when I'm there, it's like it's different. He's got a different attitude. You know what I mean? He's just I also told him, I want you to go in this meet. Like you're just having fun. You just got nothing to lose. Fuck it. I lost my title already. Fuck it. Fuck it, man. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have some fun, lift some weights. And I think he operated a lot better than when you're on top, you're on top, you're on top, you're on top. And now that he's already lost once and got it back, he knows what that feels like. He doesn't have to be afraid of that. Mm. It's not like before, like, look at a Kamaru Usman. If you win seven in a row, I mean, it's like you're building this tower and it's getting taller and taller and taller. And when the wind blows, it sways a little bit more and a little bit more. And then when you lose, the whole thing falls down and you start back over from the bottom. You know, and I think now for John, he's already knows what it, he already knows what it's like to drop that. Because remember, he had to win nationals, and the world got locked down. Then he had to win nationals again. Then he will be. Then he won worlds. So he knows he had to win, 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 and then finally get there. So he knows what that feels like. Um, and I think he's going to be a lot better mentally going forward. Um, I'm not sure how much more. I, I mean, we'll see how things are by Sheffield, but I think. After this prep, with the changes that we made, which is why this last Sheffield was very valuable, I think John is going to be much better off from here out than if he had, you know, not dealt with the adversity of the mental burnout of competing again and again. And just, I mean, he told me it hurt him. It stung when I said, we won at Sheffield, but we were not stronger. We were not the strongest. We were better powerlifters, but we were not the strongest. And that just fucking fired him up, and we fixed it. So, um, those are... How is he so consistent and keeps, he keeps winning? I mean, for it's been years now, he's been the number one ninety three, And of course, there was the hiccup at Worlds, but he beat Chance previous to that. Like, he, he's just so dominant in the 93s why we control we try to control we just try to control the variables everything that we can and we're very we're very uh like we communicate a lot and like like right now him his girl and my girl are hanging out like Mm. like we're like that you know what i'm saying like it's it's um we're just on the same page. Um, it's like that with Russ. It's like that with everybody, like Jesus. You know, everybody. All I'm very thankful that all my people, like they just whatever, whatever I want to do, they're ready to do it. So I just kind of like, okay, I know I'm not gonna have to like battle anyone to do anything. So I got to come up with the best plan, and I want him to trust me. And I think when you have the trust. And he has the consistency. He's consistent in the gym. He's consistent with his food. He's consistent on the platform. He's consistent with his communication. He's consistent. Everything is consistent. He has a great person next to him, Nina. She helps him with everything. She really believes in him. And, you know, that, I mean, when you have that, when you have that support system, you can create things like this. And I think, um, this is a little bit of a John era. I think one more will just really bury it. Um, but but if a Petrie comes over and John wins again, what does that do for John? It's huge. 
it's another guy. It's another. I mean, he's already done a lot, but he's done a lot. Exactly. Dude, like, and these are top guys. These are not just like bums. Like, these are all top guys. Like, that weight class is very hard. So, um, like when Gavin missed the squat, I was like, oh shit, I'm looking at Gustav now. I'm I'm trying to see what Gustav can pull. I'm trying to make sure we don't mess up so Emil can't catch us. Um, and it ended up being Emil that missed a lift. And it's almost like you're playing chicken. How consistent can you be? Who's gonna make the mistake? Who's gonna slip up? And then that big deadlifter is gonna get you. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you're gonna fall down, and then the deadlifter is gonna pile on top of you. So. So it's uh, John's incredible man. He's his normal is that, and that's fucking so, dude. Like twenty seven white lights at that level, at that meet. This is why I call him Mister Perfect. And he was saying, um, you know, I I don't like the name Mister Perfect because it it implies no more growth. You've already reached perfection, but that's not what really. That's taking it out of context. The actual mm-hmm. context is. You cannot get more perfect than twenty-seven white light, white lights, and that's that. You can't that's, get that's, more perfect. That needs that to be the perfect. norm. That needs that to be the norm. That is the definition of perfect in our sport. Twenty-seven white lights at IPF Worlds is the definition of perfect. That's why he's called Mister Perfect. Yeah, and, forget uh, the forget the numbers. Just twenty-seven white lights and a world title. That's perfect. That is perfect. Dude, at the IPF World Standard, no less, where everyone knows how tough it is. Try that sometime. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that doesn't happen in a killer class, too. It's not like he's super far ahead and coasting or whatever. Um, yeah, man, it's pretty nuts. So is there any other topics you think we should hit, or do you think we hit pretty much everything, sir? Um, I'm excited for Sheffield. I'm excited to keep developing this team, both physically and mentally. I need to get Delaney healthy. I need to get Mikey healthy. Um, I need to keep the rest healthy. Uh, I'm happy with where we're going. I'm happy with where the sport is going. There's a lot of things I need to do behind the scenes to, um, really just, you know what I feel like right now? I feel like I have an infinity gauntlet, but I'm missing the power gym. And Which and you know that? who that is. You know who that is. Ah. No, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get that last gem here and then we can have full power we could really blow this thing up i think it's it's going it's happening but i want him on this train um and i need to just like i'm working on the young guys who are coming up when these guys want to have families and shit i'm working on keeping these guys on top i'm thinking i'm 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 talking to i mean you know you know i know you and i are always in the dms of whoever trying to Yo, we got to make this decision. We got to make that decision. We got to work on this. And I think I think we're on the path to really look at this playground that we're building and just be so happy here. And I think it's just good shit, man. All good shit. This is a very important world for many reasons. Um, I'm excited for the future, and I'm hoping to continue to bring more names to to the stage can you imagine russell or he at sheffield (laughs) now that's gonna be so good man that's gonna be so good it's gonna be he might bring out a crew himself a a camera crew and all that like he's gonna do all that so 
he's going to make it a thing. And what's crazy is he can do that and still perform. Like, it doesn't, like, oh, for Nationals, they did, like, a whole setup and production, and he he didn't bother him. He just doesn't fa- he doesn't get phased, man. He's just like a machine. So we're work we're working on stuff, but I'll let I'll let Russ, you know, talk to you guys. But um what the hell was I going to say? As well as oh, World Games, by the way. As well as World Games, all those yeah. people at World Games is like you see in the opening ceremonies and the whole co- athlete Insane. compounds and what Insane. it is. When when the stars show up at World Games and obviously Sheffield's going to get bigger bear every year. It, this is going to get every year, Joey. Sheffield's going to be like from, a million bucks one day. From Listen, 2022 was nice. 2023 was, in, was Sheffield in this world was insane. Every year it's getting bigger, man. Every year it's getting crazier. We just strap on, hang on tight. Just keep going. Just gotta, yeah, exactly. Keep, keep Dude, it's getting, cra- it's getting crazy for me too. I'm just like fucking a lot of being pulled in a lot of different directions, but I love it. Um, I hope you guys are excited about the future of powerlifting and, um, there should be some more cool announcements, uh, about things coming up in the future. So, yeah. And we'll leave it at that. Listen, man, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I know you, you, you're a busy ass dude. You got a lot of things going on this weekend. So I appreciate you coming on your time. Let's keep in touch, man. We got some big course, competitions and, and we'll have you back on. The door is always open anyway. Shoot me, shoot me a DM. All right. Appreciate Until that. next time, everybody. Six pack lap it at six up and we are out.